Isaiah 54, verse 1. What is our year? This is our year of what? Oh, a couple of y'all know it. This is our year of what? This is our year of what? Breakout. If you desire a Bible, raise your hand. One of the others is glad to give you a Bible. Also, you'll find the scriptures on the screen. Amen. Glory to God. But don't use that as a crutch not to go through your Bible. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Isaiah 54, 1, and it reads, Sing, O barren, thou that didst not bear, break forth or break out into singing. That's what we've been doing. We've been breaking out into what? Singing. He says, And cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. And as we know, we are the children of the desolate. Verse 2, he says, Enlarge the place of thy tent. I don't know about you, but I've been doing that. Let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. He says, Spare not. Lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes. Come on, are you being stretched in here? Come on, are you getting ready for a bigger tent? Come on, are you getting to the place where you said, I'm not sparing anything, I want it all. Come on, say, I want it all. Verse 3, for thou shalt break forth or break out on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed, talking about Jesus, shall inherit the Gentiles, that's you and I, and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. So he's not just talking to the Jews, he includes us who are spiritual Israel. Then in verse 13, he says, and all my what? All thy children shall be what? Todd of the Lord. How many children we have in here? Oh, just a few. We got to pray for the rest of y'all. How many children of God do we have in here? Amen. He says, all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. Come on. Great shall be the health of his children. Great shall be the prosperity of his children, because that's what the word peace means. It means health and prosperity. And God said, great shall be the health and the prosperity of my children. Somebody should be saying, I'll take that. Verse 14. And in righteousness shalt thou be what? Established. Thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not what? Fear and from terror, for it shall not. It shall not what? Come near thee. So don't be worried about any terrorist attacks, because why? He said whatever they do is not going to touch you anyway. Why? Because you're a child of the king. Verse 15, Behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee, anybody that comes against thee, shall fall for whose sake? For my sake. Behold, he said, I've created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire, and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work, and I have created the waste to destroy. Then he said to you in 2016, no weapon. No weapon formed against who? Formed against who? Me shall what? Prosper in every tongue. Every tongue that rise against thee in judgment, you shall what? Condemn and show to be in the wrong. Why? Because this is the heritage of the servant of the Lord, and the righteousness is of me, saith who? Saith the Lord. Didn't we know Jerry Sabell said it was going to be the year of the great breaking loose? He said, look for extraordinary things that are taking place in the heavenlies in 2016. We're going to see more and more notable miracles breaking loose in the earth. More and more signs and wonders. More and more angelic visitations. More and more instant healings. Instant healings. More and more deliverances from demonic activity. And more and more financial breakthroughs. I should have got a bigger amen than that. More and more financial breakthroughs so that we can do more for the kingdom of God. Come on, say And the Lord told us, amen, that during this great breaking loose, the enemy will no longer be able to hold back that which his faithful ones have stood in faith for. 
Not even the things that looked as though they would never come to pass. Those things. Those things you've been waiting for and waiting for and waiting for. And some of you even gave up on them. But God said, pick them back up. Let me say it again. God said, pick them back up. Put them back on your list. Because why? He said he's going he's to cause those things that we've been standing in faith for to break loose suddenly. Somebody say suddenly. Then he says he's going to do it in such a way that, he, that no one will be able to deny the greatness of your God. And then he didn't stop. They said, and then you're going to be rewarded beyond your highest expectation. And you shall abound in blessings as never before. Then we also receive the word from the prophet of God, Kenneth Copeland, that this is going to be the year of the great what? Let your faith fill in the what? Blanks. In other words, whatever your faith and your heart can believe, you can have it in 2016. Come on, say amen, somebody. He said whatever. Whatever. And then he said, don't start putting things on your list that are possible. The Lord said, step out there. Step out there in faith. Come on, say amen, somebody. He said, get in my word and step out there with your faith. He said, the Lord said, let me show you my grace in 2016 and let me manifest myself in your life in the land of the living. Why? He says, I want others to see what I'm doing in your life. Come on, say he wants others to see it. He said, when you get through with 2016, you're going to have a testimony. I don't know about you, but I got some testimonies already. Come on, say amen, somebody. Come on, they just line it up. They line it up and they stacking up. Come on, anybody else in here? Anybody getting some testimonies in this room? Glory to God. Because why? We serve a good, good father. And that's who he is. Come on, say amen, somebody. Well, once again, how does faith come? By hearing and hearing by the what? Word of God. Amen. It comes by you continually hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. That means don't drop this word. Do not drop it. Come on, say amen, somebody. Go to Isaiah 43, 19 quickly. Isaiah 43:19. And I need you to have your faith switch on. Come on, say amen, somebody. Come on, you stand in faith with me, right? Lord of God. Have your faith switch on. Because we're going to see some notable miracles today. We're going to see some instant healings today. So I need you to have your face switch on. Come on, I need you to have an expectation in this room. Come on, anybody needs it has an expectation in this room. Isaiah 43, 19. Amen. Because the Lord dropped this in my spirit. He said, Behold, I will what? Do a new thing. Now, now, now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? He said, I will even make a way in the wilderness. And rivers in the desert. In other words, God is going to do something new in your individual life and family that you have never seen before. Somebody say, I'll take that. Come and tell your neighbor, you're going to take that? Go to Romans 4.16. Come on, you're going to do something in your family that you've never seen before. And it's going to happen suddenly. And it's going to happen suddenly. Somebody say suddenly. Romans 4.16. Note what it says here. It says, therefore it is what? It is of what? Faith that it might be by what? Grace. Once again, it didn't say it is of grace that it might be by faith. Because everything we heard in 2016 is by the grace of God. But the only way to access it is by the faith of God. Come on, your faith. Somebody say, my faith. my faith. You have to activate your faith, folks. And how's faith come again? Faith. How? Faith. And hearing by the word. word of God. So we said you got to start meditating on these prophecies. Start meditating on these scriptures. Come on, say amen, somebody. I'm talking about the scriptures that you lined up with your faith fill in the blanks list. Start meditating that, meditating that, meditate that until you get your suddenly. 
until you get your what? Suddenly. Well, go to Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Let's get into this. That was just a quick review. Acts 3, verse 1. Acts 3.1. It says, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain lame man from his mother's womb, from what? From his mother's womb. So he's been lame all of his life. All of his life. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. Was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked in alms. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them. But here's the key words. Expecting to receive. Expecting to receive. He's expecting to receive something. Come on. See, he wasn't hoping to receive. He was expecting to receive. He knew he was going to get something right now. Come on. He knew he was going to get something right now. See, this year, you need to have your expectation out there. Oh, come on now. Y'all got to wake up today. You got to have your expectation out there. You need to be expecting breakout in your finances, breakout in your health, breakout in what God has called you to do. Somebody needs to be expecting some things in here. Expect to see more and more signs and wonders. Expect to see more miracles. Come on, say amen, somebody. Expect to see more and more angelic visitation. Expect to see more subtleties happening in your life. Come on, say, I'm expecting. Look at verse 6. Then Peter says, Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, I give thee. Give, I, give, I, have, I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, do what? Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And what? Immediately his feet and ankle bones, what? Received strength. What happened? God met him at his expectation. You know what I just said. God met him at his expectation. See, when you come in here expecting, God will meet you at your expectation. But if you come in here not expecting anything, God will still meet you at your expectation. <laughs> and you will leave out of here the same way you came in with nothing. So God said, come in here expecting. Say, somebody say expecting. expecting. See, this man received what? He received instant healing. And it says in verse 8, and he what? Leaping up, stood and walked. Come on, he was laid from his mother's womb. He leaping up, stood and walked and entered with, entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Walking, leaping, and praising God. Notice he wasn't shy about praising God. Notice he didn't care who seen him walking and leaping and praising God. Listen, when you really realize what God has done for you, and you actually see a manifestation of it in your life, there is no way you can stand still. There's no way you can sit there and not do nothing. There's no way. Come on, say amen, somebody. But notice the Holy Ghost made sure he put the next verse in there. And all the people, all the people did what? Saw him walking and what? Praising God. And they knew that it was, it was, it was he which sat at arms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with what? Wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. See, Suddenlies have a tendency to fill unbelievers with wonder and amazement. Let me say that again. Suddenlies have a tendency to fill unbelievers with wonder and amazement. They'll say, 
Did you hear about what happened to sister so-and-so? They probably won't call you sister, though. You wouldn't know what happened to so-and-so. Come on, say amen, somebody. Did you see what happened to them? I know. I don't know how they got that done. It had to be. It had to be. When we start seeing more and more of this happening, we're going to get the same reaction as verse 11. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people, all the people did what? Ran together unto them in a porch that is called Solomon's greatly what? Listen, your suddenlies are going to bring people from the east, west, north, and south. See, they may come in here wondering, but they're going to leave out of here knowing. Are you with me out here? Amen. See, your response should be the same as Peter's in verse 12. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, You men of Israel, why marvel you at this? Or why look you so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? What's happening here? Peter said, It ain't me. Come on, it's the power of God. Well, what happened here? See, that lame man suddenly opened the door for the gospel to be preached to all those that ran in wondering. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. And Peter preached Jesus to them. And then he hit them in verse 16. He said that through faith, through him, and what? And in his name, through faith, in his name has made this man what? Strong, whom you see and know. Yeah, the faith. Somebody say faith. The faith which is by him has given him this what? Perfect soundness in the presence of you all. He hit them with faith. It is a faith that it might be by grace. God's taking you. He's taking your faith to another level. He's taking your faith to another level. So receive that. Come on, say, I receive that. Your faith is what's going to give you the perfect soundness that you're looking for. Let me say this again. Your faith is going to give you the perfect soundness that you, it can't nobody give you that but your faith. Well, go to Matthew 9, 27. Your faith. It's going to give you the perfect soundness that you're looking for. Matthew 9, 27. And it reads, are you there yet? And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? Do you believe this? Do you believe this? He asked them, Do you believe this? He didn't assume that you believe it. He asked them, Did you believe it? Come on, I can't, I can't assume that you believe something. Come on, say amen, somebody. And they said, Yeah, Lord. And then he what? He touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith. What? Be it unto you. In other words, the power had already been supplied. It was already there. Come on, say amen, somebody. But how much of it is loosed is based upon your faith. Let me say that again. The power of God had already been supplied. But how much of it is loosed in your situation, in your circumstance, come on, say amen, somebody, is based upon your faith. The power of God is in this room right now. But how much of it you tap into is based upon your faith and your expectancy. Come on, go to Mark 10, 46. No, let's throw that one up. I got one more verse to say here. Verse 30. It says, in their eyes, what? Verse 30. Their eyes, what? Open. 
And Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man know it. See, they had faith. And they believed that he was the supreme Lord. They believed that he was curious. They believed that he had supreme authority. Do you believe he is Lord in this room? Do you believe he's supreme authority? Now go to Mark 10, 46. Come on, say, I believe. He's the ultimate, the almighty God himself. Mark 10, 46. Come on. I'm working on somebody's faith in this room. I'm working on somebody's faith in this room. Mark 10, 46. And they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side, what? Begging. But notice something. We don't want to go over that. It said they came to Jericho and they went out of Jericho. It says he went into Jericho and he went out of Jericho, but nothing was recorded during their time in Jericho. Nothing happened. Why? Because there was no faith there. See, when he went in there, was he still anointed? Was he still was the anointing of God still on him? Matter of fact, keep a marker there and go to Acts 10:38. Was he still anointed? What's he say? How God what? Anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the what? With the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. See the anointing to heal, the anointing to deliver, and the anointing to free people from Satan's bondage was present when he went into Jericho. But nothing happened. Why? There's no faith to draw out what God had already made available. Let me say it again. There was no faith to draw out what God had already made available. Listen, here, nothing happened in another place too. Go to Mark 6.1. We read another place, the same thing happened. And in this place, it says he can do no, no mighty works. And that tells us something. Mark 6, 1. Are you there yet? It said he went out from thence and came to his own country. And the disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in a synagogue. And many hearing him were what? Asadi saying, from whence has this man these things? What wisdom is this which is given to him, unto him that even such mighty works are wrought by his hand? In other words, they heard about the mighty works. Come on, they had witnesses of the mighty works. But then they start saying, is not this the carpenter? The son of Mary? The brother of James? I went to school with them. They were heathen when they were in school. You don't even want to know the name we call them while they were in school. <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. Amen. He said, this is not the, this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Jose and Judah and Simon. Are not his sisters here with us? And it says they were what? They were what? Uh, how you got the nerve? To come talk to us when we know what you used to do. You was the biggest drug dealer on the block. <laughs> come on, say amen, somebody. Now you want to come preach Jesus? Come on, you pipped every girl in school. <laughs> and now you want to come preach Jesus to us? Come on, say amen, somebody. Because that's how they look at you. Because they look at your past not realizing but you're not the same person. Old things that pass away and be called all things that become new. Come on, say amen, somebody. Glory to God. 
See, they had no idea who was in their midst. Even though he was still anointed, they did not receive anything because why? There was no expectation. And because they were too busy looking at the natural. Come on, say amen, somebody. And what they seen and heard in the natural actually offended them. It what? It offended. That made it worse because why? Offense will rob you of your faith to believe. Let me say it again. Offense will rob you of your faith to believe. Look at verse 4. And Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. And then in verse 5, And he could there do no mighty works. Well, wait a minute. Was he still anointed? Was the power of God still on him? But it says that he could there do no mighty works, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and he healed them. See, it didn't say he didn't want to do any mighty works. It says he couldn't. He what? Your lack of faith can stifle the power of God. It can stifle the anointing from making a difference in your life, folks. Come on, say amen, somebody. He wanted them all to get healed. But only a few received. Only a few had faith to receive, and he healed those few. See, God's wills were everyone to receive the healing, but in a lot of cases, outside of Jesus' mercy, it's going to be by your faith. It's going to be what? And some people were shocked. Man, Jesus could do no mighty. I just seen him in the other nation, the other city, and I seen him raise somebody from the dead. He goes in the city, he can't do nothing. But guess what? Jesus was shocked too. <laughs> and it says, he, and he marveled because of their what? Because of their what? Unbelief. And he went around about the villagers teaching, unbelief is the same as no faith, folks. And once again, he came in and he went out. He came in and he went out. That's why you can have a room full of people and not everyone received because of their unbelief. No faith. No expectation. How does faith come? By hearing and hearing by the what? Come on, you got to get more spiritual this year. And you have to build your faith. The only way you're going to build your faith is what? By hearing. And hearing by the... It doesn't come any other way, folks. Come on, say amen, somebody. You got to get the word of God this year like you never gotten it before. And you got to stop playing games with God. Stop playing games with your faith. Why? Because most of you in this room, you're believing God for so much. But it's only going to be by your faith that you're going to receive it. And faith, once again, doesn't come any other way but by your word, by, the, by what words you're receiving and you're holding on to. Come on, say amen, somebody. Go back to Mark 10, 46. Come on, say, I got to build my faith up this year. Well, I'm really in the word. We'll get more in the word. Double up. Double up. Ain't nobody in this room arrived. Can't never say you've done enough. If you've done enough, we see you doing more and having more and experiencing more. Because God's word is true. God's word will not return void. Amen. Mark 10, 46. And they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people, blind Barnabas, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to what? He began to what? Cry out, say, Jesus! Thou son of David, have mercy on me. He calling out for mercy, folks. Why? Because he's saying, I may not have been perfect, but give me a pass anyway. I may have done some bad things in my life, 
but give me a pass anyway. He was saying, listen, I'm not letting go of this anointing. I'm not going to let this anointing pass me by. I'm putting my faith out there. I'm putting my faith out there. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And then in verse 48, you know you got this in every crowd. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. Many charged them that he should hold that you should hold your peace. See, people will tell you to shut up. But they don't know what you're going through. They don't know what you've been through. Come on, say amen, somebody. They don't know what you're trying to break free from. So they quit the say, they're quick to say it don't take all that. They're quick to say, I wish they would just shut up. But they don't know. Tell your neighbor they don't know. And sometimes when you see someone crying out, you need to cry out with them. So you can receive what they're expecting to receive. Because why? While they're crying out, they're receiving there. You're sitting there looking like, man, it don't take all of that. There's always somebody trying to shut you up. Because they don't know what you've been through. Hallelujah. So it says, the many charged him and he should hold his peace. But this is what you got to do. He said, he cried no more a great deal. No, he said, y'all ain't heard nothing yet. <laughs> Thou son of David! I'm going to turn it up a little bit more. Have mercy on me. And what happened? While all of them all, they were saying, shut up. Jesus stood still. Why? Because it got his attention. He stood still and he commanded him to be called. And listen to them. And they called the blind man saying, be a good comfort. Rise. He's calling you. <laughs> Same people, mind you. They just told him to shut up. <laughs> oh, he's calling you. Come, my boy. <laughs> In verse 50. Trying <laughs> to get like Mr. Walker now, right? In verse 50, casting away his garment. He rose and came to Jesus. What was he doing? He was acting on his expectancy. Y'all hear me? He was acting on his expectancy. Because back in those days, and you can go to some countries now, the garment that you wore signifies what class of people you are. So he's wearing beggarly blind man garments. Come on. And we've seen it again. We've seen it last week where someone cast away those depressed clothes. And he's telling somebody in this room, you need to cast away those depressed clothes. Somebody need to cast away those garments of depression. Cast away those garments of lack. Cast away that garment of debt. Come on, say amen, somebody. Cast away that garment of fear. Cast away that garment that I'm not going to make it. Cast away that garment that I'm giving up. You need to cast it off. And you need to run to the one who's going to give you what you need regardless of what your status is. Matter of fact, he's going to bring you up to a better status. Say amen, somebody. Verse 51. Come on, I'm working on somebody's faith in here. I hope you got the switch on. 51, Jesus answered and said unto them, What will that thou, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The Lord is asking you today, what do you want? What do you want your faith to fill in the blanks? Come on, say amen, somebody. See, the blind man said unto the Lord that I might what? Receive my sight. Notice, this was the man's faith fill in the blanks. And guess what? It was something that was not possible. 
It was something that was not what? Possible. In other words, there was nothing he could do in the natural to cause this to happen. Come on, say amen, somebody. And God told us to put things on our list. Come on, that are not possible. Don't put things on your list that are possible. He said, step out there. Oh, come on. He said, what? Step out there. Step out in faith and start believing him for the impossible. Come on, say, I'm believing him for the impossible. Look at verse 52. And Jesus said unto him, go thy way. Go thy way. What happened? Thy faith. What made him whole? Thy faith has made thee whole. And immediately he what? Received his sight and followed Jesus in his way. His faith filled in the blank. And suddenly he received his sight. I'm talking about an instant healing. God's not a respecter person. Somebody can receive an instant healing in this room today. See, as he believed, so it was. Tell your neighbor, this is my breakout year. Come on, tell your neighbor, this is my breakout year. Turn to Luke chapter 17, verse 12. Come on, say we're working on it. We're working on it. We're working on it. Come on, say we're working on it. Luke 17, 12. Luke 17, 12 reads, As he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus! Notice, all ten of them lifted up their voices and said, Jesus! Master! Have mercy on us! Notice once again, there is a level of expectation. There's a what? There's a level of expectation. And their expectancy was out there. Verse 14, And when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourself unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were what? They were what? Cleansed. Listen, you didn't go, yourself, you didn't go show yourself to the priests unless you were already healed. See, they didn't, they didn't see the results until they acted on the word that they received by faith. Not until they stepped out there. Not until they what? Stepped out there. They received the word from the Lord. Go show yourself unto the priest. They believed that word. Acted on that word. And it says, and as they went... They were what? They were what? As they went, they received their suddenly. Come on, you got to picture this now. Come on, they step out there, all of a sudden, bam. Man, it disappeared. Bam. Wow, my nose grow, grew back on. Bam. Oh, my, uh, I can hear again. As they went, the healing process start putting things back on their body that was missing. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. 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 See, you can't wait until you see it before you shout because it says here, they shouted. Amen. Then it says in verse 15, I like this. It says in one of them. Just one. Only one. But ten went. Ten were sent. See, not everyone is appreciative about what God has done for them. Or they're too ashamed. Or they're too cool to show it. Or they're too ashamed or cool to show it. And as we're going to see, there are different levels of receiving. It says, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he saw that he was healed, he turned back and with a loud voice. (laughs) 
I forgot everything I taught them last week. Then we teach something last week about praising God. He <laughs> About ten people got it. So with a loud voice, glorify God. Once again, he wasn't shy about expressing his gratitude. Then he took it to another level. It says, with a loud voice, glorify God. And he fell down on his face at his feet. Giving him thanks. Then it says, he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered and said, we're not ten cleansed. But where are the nine? Where are the nine? Didn't I do something for the other people in this room? But where are they? Why aren't they glorifying me? Why aren't they shouting with a loud voice? Why aren't they falling on their face giving God thanks? I've done everything. I've done something for somebody in this room. Everybody in this room I've done something for. But they can't shout. They can't glorify me for what I've done in their life. When they should have been dead and buried by now. Don't you be like the other nine. Tell your neighbor, don't you be like the other nine. You can't afford to be like the other nine, folks. Glory to God. Give you praise, Lord. We give you glory, Lord. We give you honor, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But notice, the Holy Ghost brought out the fact that this man was a Samaritan. And the Jews considered Samaritan dog babies. They were considered heathen in their, in their eyes. Come on. But notice, God had mercy on those that were considered lost. See, you may not be born again in this room, or by the internet. Come on, say amen, somebody. But the mercy of God is here. And the mercy of God is available for you. Why? God loves you. That's who he is. And you're loved by him. That's who you are. Come on, say amen, somebody. So Jesus continues, says, They are not found. They are, they are, they are not found that returned to give glory to God except this stranger. He was stranger to the covenant promises. Come on. But Jesus looked at him and said, Arise. Do what? Go thy faith. Go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. Listen to this now. He, because of his act of appreciation, because of his act of gratitude, he went beyond just being healed. You didn't hear what I just said. He went beyond just being healed to being made whole. Why? Because he wanted more than just healing. He wanted a change of status. He wanted a change in his finances. He wanted a change in his attitude. He wanted it all. He wanted a complete makeover spiritually and physically. How did he get it? His faith. His faith took him beyond the ordinary into the extraordinary. His faith took him to another level, folks. And listen. A level greater than the nine. A level greater than the nine that didn't come back to give him praise. 
Why? Because they're denying that they had it all. So they went about their business. Doing their own thing. Come on, say amen, somebody. But that one not only got his healing, but he was made whole. Oh, somebody better listen in here. He was what? Come on, this man said, I want more than just my healing. I want my fill in the blanks. I have a lot of things on my list that I want. And he said, by faith, I take it and I have it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Call it to your name, Lord. Well, turn to Mark chapter 5, verse 25. Told you we're working on somebody's faith in here. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on, give the Lord a shout in here. Mark 5.25. Mark 5.25. Hallelujah. Come on, faith, faith is arising. Faith is arising. Come on, faith. I'm talking about instant healings in this room. I'm talking about signs and wonders and miracles. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on, the presence of the Lord is, is here. The power of God is present to heal. But I'm trying to wake up your faith to tap into what's already available. Mark 5.25. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood how many years? 12 years. This was a constant bleeding condition. And women, you know, if you have constant bleeding, it's going to make you very weak. Come on, say amen, somebody. And she, she has suffered many things of many physicians. I mean, she went to doctor after doctor after doctor. Anybody ever been there, done that? Went to doctor after doctor and has spent all that she had because doctors ain't cheap. They got all her money. Because sometimes the insurance only goes so far. And them co-pays hit you anyway. Amen. But she spent all that she had and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. I mean, she lost her wealth. She lost her health. And, with this, and she was getting, and she was still getting worse after she gave all these doctors her money. Come on. But in verse 27, she said, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be something out there greater than these doctors I'm chasing. And I keep chasing and I'm getting worse. I said, when she heard, when she had heard of Jesus, come in the press behind and touch his garment, for she said, if I may touch but his clothes. Well, once again, why would she do that? We'll go to. Keep a marker there and go to Malachi 4.1. It's probably on the screen. Malachi 4.1. Why would she do that? Because she understood what the scripture said back here in Malachi, what everybody was expecting, everybody was looking for. It says, And behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yeah, all that do wickedly, well, we got them in this room. He number Moshe Kita shall be stubble. <laughs> he said, that day is coming. And the day that cometh shall be burned, shall burn them up, said the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But, thank you for the but. Somebody say, thank you for the but. This is a good but. But unto you that fear my name, shall the son of righteousness, who is the redeemer, he shall rise with what? He shall rise with what? healing in his wings and you shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. See, healing in his wings is referring to the border around his skirt or his garment that they wore, that tallit. Come on, say amen somebody. Now going back to Mark 5.29 she heard about Jesus and she decided to believe that he was the redeemer. That that he was the Messiah with the healing in his wings. Healing was on the border of that garment or that prayer shawl. 
So as weak as she was, she gathered herself up and headed towards where he was. Once again, she had an expectation. She had a what? Expectation. An expectation that if I may touch but his clothes, I'm not might, not maybe. She had an expectation. I shall be whole. That's expectation. Tell neighbor, that's expectation. Come on. Why? Because she said another translation, says she repeated it, repeatedly said, if I just touch his clothes, I shall be whole. What happened? She kept her faith out there. Speaking it and stepping out. Speaking it and stepping out. Speaking it and what? Stepping out. God is saying, speak it and step out in faith. He says, speak it and what? Step out in faith. Somebody tell your neighbor, step out. She said it over and over again. If I may touch by his clothes, I shall be what? Oh, once again, faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the what? Word of God. If you speak what God says, faith for it will come. Say it again. If you speak what God said, faith for it will come. So she pressed. She pressed with a what? With an expectation. As soon as I touch the hem of clothes, I shall be whole. She pressed through all those people. And as soon as she seen Jesus, she looked and said, oh, Lord. Because beside him was Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue. Come on. Who has the authority to declare that she is unclean because she ain't supposed to be out there being an unclean woman. And he could have her stoned to death on the spot. And this is when she had to make a choice. Because it's easy to have faith when you're in church. But the rubber meets the road. Come on. When you get outside of church. When you're on your job. When you're in your broken home. And your messed up family. When you're facing the greatest challenge in your life. What are you going to say then? Same as somebody. Are you going to say what you see or say what you believe? She said what she believed and what she expected to receive in her fill in the blanks. She said it again. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made what? Whole. And as soon as she touched it, it says in verse 29, and straightway, suddenly, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt on her body that she was what? Healed of the plague. Listen, your faith will cause a manifestation of healing if you will run to him regardless of the circumstance with an expectation that this is my year. With an expectation that this is my year. And it says it stopped Jesus. In verse 30 said, and Jesus immediately knowing in himself that what? That virtue had gone out. Because why? Was, was he still anointed? The anointing was there. Amen? Virtue had gone out of him. He turned about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? Here goes his disciples. He said unto them, see if thou mouth too strong in thee, and y'all, you say, who touched me? Don't you see all these people around you? Everybody touching you. What are you talking about? Everybody was touching him, but they weren't touching him with what she touched him with. Come on, say amen, somebody. And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. And a woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and did what? Come on, look at the response of what she received. Look at the response of what she received. When she received something, it wasn't just Oh, wait, thank you, Lord, bye. No, she said, she looked around, she's done this thing, the woman fearing the truth, knowing it was done to her, she came down before him and told him what? All the truth. She said, thank you, Lord. She gave him her testimony. 
I spent all that I had on doctors and doctors. But when I heard you were coming, Jesus, I didn't care about anything else. I pressed my way to come see you. I pressed my way. You know, I was a little scared when I seen Jay Iris. But that didn't matter anymore because I know what I wanted. I came with an expectation, but I knew if I could just touch you, touch the hem of your garment, I know I'm expecting, I know you're going to meet me at my expectation, and I know I'm going to leave out of your whole complete nothing, missing nothing, broken. And he said to her, daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace, go in shalom, go in prosperity, go in your help, and be whole of that plague. Just like the Samaritan, she was made whole. And see, that's different from just being healed. Let me say it again. That's, diff- that's different from just being healed. See, when you're made whole, you don't just get healing in your body. Come on, you get all the money you spent trying to get here. You get your home back. You get your family back. Come on, you get everything that you lost back. You get all your time that you lost back. Come on, you get everything the devil stole from you back. Come on, there's a difference between being healed and being made whole. She was made whole. She's experiencing her breakout. Her breaking loose. Her great faith filling the blanks. Come on. Are you going to say of your mouth what the Lord said? Are you going to believe what God said about 2016? Are you willing to praise God in advance? Come on. Are you willing to praise God in advance? Hallelujah. Some of y'all got up a little slow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I told you last week to take your praise to another level. It shouldn't took you that long to get up. If you really received what I talked about last week, Come on, say amen, somebody. Because it's time to break out, folks. It's time to stop playing church. It's time to stop playing church. Come on, let's look at one more. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Come on, say my faith is rising. Come on, say my faith is rising. Come on, are you getting anything out of this? Hallelujah. Luke 1, 26. Tasha kindled on mama. Ha, 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 shut up. Oh, shake it. mama. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, the house of David, and his virgin's name was Mary. The angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Do we have any highly favored women in this room? Hallelujah. She says, blessed art thou among women. Do we have any blessed women in this room? A couple of y'all. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind, what manner of salutation this should be? The angel said unto her, fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Anybody found favor with God in this room? A couple people again. <laughs> and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Verse 34, then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? How is this going to happen when I never had sex with a man? It's a valid question. And the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which thou shalt be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Amen. And she, I'm pretty sure if she heard that, her mind went tilted. What? You going to put what in me? 
power of who? For coming to me and make a baby? Come on. And then on top of that, he's going to be called the son of God? Tell me, ladies, that's a lot to take. <laughs> Come on, that's a lot to take. Even if it's from an angel, that's still a lot to take. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. So her mind went to, listen, her head didn't know, but she knew it was a word from God. And like Bishop said, your head may not understand how. How you're going to get everything on that list. How he's going to get you that car. You don't know how. He's going to get you your house. You don't know how he's going to bring your family back together again. You don't know how he's going to bring that wayward child back home again. You don't know how he's going to get this cancer out your body. You don't know how he's going to get your blood pressure back to normal. You don't know how he's going to fix that kidney problem that you're having. You don't know how that lupus stain is going to be dealt with. He said, you don't know how, so stop trying to figure it out because God is still God. You don't have to figure it all out. You don't have to know how it's going to get done. All you got to do is believe and act on the word that you receive. Come on, say amen, somebody. That's all you got to do. Know what she said. Verse 38. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Because the angel said in, listen, because the angel said in verse 37, For with God, With God, nothing is impossible. Come on, you better believe that. With God, nothing is impossible. Listen, you got to lock this in your spirit as you're reading your faith fill in the blank list. You look on that list and say, with God, nothing is impossible. Come on, you're looking at that car that you got on your, your, on your refrigerator. With God, nothing is impossible. Come on, that, that design that you made of your house, you got the, the kitchen laid out. You got the living room laid out. Come on, you got all the furnitures in there. Not everything you want. You got the car in the driveway. Come on, you got the white picket fence. Come on. And then you look at let's say, with God, nothing is impossible. Possible. Come on, you hear stories about your child doing this. You hear stories about your child doing that. But you look at that list. My child is on that list. And with God, nothing is impossible. Somebody need to give God praise in here. With God, nothing is impossible. With God, nothing is impossible. Why? Because 2016 is my breakout year. It's my great breaking loose year. It's my great filling the breaks year. And I'm setting my faith to a higher standard. I'm going from faith to faith in this place. So lift your hands before the Lord. Lift your hands with God. Nothing is in. With God, nothing is impossible. 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 With God, nothing is and do you know your God? With God, nothing is impossible. I don't care how bad it looks, I don't care how bad it seems. With God, nothing is I don't care how much it costs. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! 
to God. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you a praise, Lord. We give you glory, Lord. We give you honor, Lord. Come on, praise him like you mean it. Praise him like you believe it's going to happen. Praise him like you know that you know that you know. With God, nothing is impossible. I see everything on my list coming to pass. I see everything. I'm going to check them off one by one. I'm going to check them off one by one. And at the end of this year, I'm going to have a testimony. Hallelujah. I'm going to have a testimony. Glory to God. Hey. Glory to God. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Come on, he's good, God. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are so good. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are so good. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. People. People of every nation, 